Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror and media. And tonight, we have a bit of a uh, special episode for you guys, a bit of a memorial episode for our dear friend Alec Bickham. He uh, passed away about three weeks ago now, I think is what it was. Uh, and he basically made the song for our uh, podcast, and or at least our intro music anyway. And so we thought that tonight we would watch a film that he scored. And then we went over a little bit of his music and might talk a little bit about him. We'll see how we're feeling. But anyway, I'm Mitch. I'm Murr. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. So Alex showed me this movie probably a couple months ago or so. I was just sitting down at his place and we watched it. And uh, I thought it was hilarious. What's it called? Oh, Night Terrors. From uh, what, 2014? From 2014, yes. That's when the movie came out. Uh, it's a movie that has three short films in it, all of which are actually interconnected, so that was kind of Yeah, it's fun. like an anthology. Yeah, exactly. And they're all very B movies. It's an indie movie. I liked it. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it's got tons of gore. It's incredibly funny. <laughs> Love the... the bad acting. Oh, yes. The bad <laughs> acting is, is so terrible and so great at the same time. Honestly. honestly. This is like community college acting class. Mm-hmm. I think media college kids do better, just saying. <laughs> so I, I suppose to kick this one off, we'll start with the first film. That was that the, the Christmas first, one? first short film. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it involves a yeah, it <laughs> involves like the Mike Myers Santa Claus who basically just goes around killing these poor punker kids yep. in their house. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> it's just fucking following these group of kids who are like squatting in a house. Um, something to uh, mention Alex's work ethic is they gave him two days to make two Christmas songs. And fucking killed it. And he killed, <laughs> and he so killed good. it in those fucking two days. They were so good. Um, I love that Christmas song they played in the car with that like lounge guitar. And right. the yeah. Yeah, exactly. it, it totally reminds me of the shit you do here during Christmas, which, yeah. always, which does have like that weird like rock with bells and shit. I didn't even realize that that was an original piece. I thought that was something that was like yeah, already, already existed years ago. I feel mm-hmm. like I had heard it before in some Christmas movie somewhere. Played in a mall. I really yeah. like the lounge guitar. It's actually super lax and it fits the scene that it enters really well. <laughs> Takes the dude's head into the car. No oh. big deal. One thing that we want to talk about though is like the cinematography in, in these shorts though. They're really well made. Yeah, it's pretty well put together for an indie film. Usually that's like one of the things you notice first because people don't know how to use them properly or how to use the camera properly. And this one was actually pretty fucking good. Just that I think the acting was just making it funny for us. So we were watching it and just ended up laughing at awkward moments. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the movie Night Terrors, which features three separate uh, anthologies. The first one is Massacre on 34th Street, um, which stars the evil Santa. Then there was Baby Killer and Abstinence. Uh, the movie was made through Camp Motion Pictures on Weird on Top Pictures. And I believe they're like based out of Indiana, right? Yeah. Yes. Or at absolutely. least some of it is shot there. Very yeah. Midwestern. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Even like sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, all the Southern Californians <laughs> lost their shit. <laughs> also the Hey, enti- I'm actually from the Midwest. <laughs> also that. I was born in Michigan, but oh, I've yeah, lived huh? in California I mean, you since lived I was how long? like most of my life. Yeah. I came to California when I was like a few months old, so I'm not really a Midwesterner. I lied. They, ah. did, they didn't have a chance to get you. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me? <laughs> hey, got me. <laughs> um, I really like uh, a lot of the uh, 
the music especially that that he composed for this that alec composed for this was just phenomenal for the whole thing like he did a really good job of establishing a mood for all of the scenes and whatnot and uh especially when that piano comes in he was a pianist so i mean you know we got to give him some credit there of course oh i have a question where can people find or watch this movie that's a tough thing. Yeah, honestly, that's because I was it wondering. was a really small release. It looks like I like I found a copy of it on eBay. Okay. Um. So I think it'll take a little bit of searching to find Night Terrors and to find this specific Night Terrors because there is another Night Terrors that is not by the same company, right? And is entirely different. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. There's probably some streams online somewhere eventually. You can find it on some bootleg site somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. I would agree. Um, Do you guys have any, like, favorite moments from the Santa short? Suck my dick, Santa. (laughs) (laughs) And torches him with the... Just lights him up. So, so backstory. Santa comes in and kills all these punkers, and there's this chick with, like, a lighter and what? Some sort of aerosol can. Just lights him on fire. I'm guessing it's spray paint, maybe? I assume so. They were spray painting the shit out of whatever house they were squatting in. Also covered in vomit still. I know, like, like, there's the guy that gets stabbed, then he just pukes on this girl's face, just bleh. Oh, my God. I it's love like, how she had, like, no reaction either. Like, zero she reaction. Like, wow. Not the first time she's been thrown up on. I know, probably. <laughs> I mean, we do also have the phrase chuckle fuck being thrown around as well really awkwardly, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Chuckle fuck. That's the second time I've heard that used somewhere, which is a friend of mine who calls people chuckle fucks, and then I heard him say it, and I was like. Where the fuck did we hear it before? We heard it recently, didn't we? I think so. Oh, no, we, we heard chuckleheads. Chuckleheads. That's, what was that in? It was in one of the one of the Halloween or Lords of Salem movies. No, wait, wasn't it in um the the Shield the Shield show we were watching oh, yesterday? Wow, yeah, yeah <laughs> it was literally an Agents of Shield. That's why we. I was like, it's a it's like a 1930s 40s like insult. It's a very old <laughs> phrase. <laughs> Chuckleheads. I'm gonna bring that back. I actually like that. <laughs> My favorite scene is the first decapitation scene in this one because it was actually done really well with good practical effects. Yeah, not the worst shit you've ever seen on screen, and they actually show you someone like beating up a mannequin. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like I said, like the shot is just the neck and the upper torso, right? And then it's just hacking away at this thing that looks like it's filled with crushed jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> crushed jelly beans and there's so like much, no spine bone or anything yeah exactly yeah. it's just like a sack full of yeah. a meat sack yeah a meat sack exactly nice. they went down and got some ground beef packed it into a tube and <laughs> lopped it off also shout out to this entire movie for having an entirely hardcore and scene kid fucking presence because it is everywhere just oh a bunch God. of scene kids and a bunch of nerds making a fucking movie i love it it's i feel true. like not so much the second one that was more just like random ass midwesterner people right minus like the daughter she was pretty seen oh yeah no, no. there are the the protesters that's oh, true yeah the <laughs> dude in like the misfit yeah. shirt yeah. yes <laughs> something about feet what was the sign he held up it's something about fetus yeah it was like fetus, fetus our, our friends, friends. <laughs> fetus our friends i think it was just fetus our friend there was no s just fetus yeah, our friend fetus our friend <laughs> goes up for great. the tv interview man this is so unfair loved it this is so 
I, acting's atrocious. It's so bad, but so good. It's so bad. It's so good, though. Like, I feel like the acting made the movie. Like, if there wasn't bad acting, I'd have been like, wow, this shit's horrible. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, this is, oh, God. Like, if I didn't, if I didn't, like, I never, I did not take this movie seriously when I first yeah, watched it. Yeah, probably better to do that. Yeah. Um, there was some cool uh, Foley effects that he did on here as well. Like, there's the scene where the Santa's walking up the stairs, and he told me that he stuck a microphone into a desk and then scraped a crowbar over like the top of the desk and then it created that like scraping noise. Ooh. So it was pretty it was pretty interesting. He did a little foley work on here too. Did he do all of the foley work? I don't think he did all of it. I think it was just like a few choice bits and mm-hmm. whatnot that they probably decided to keep. Yeah, it looks like he worked with someone else to do the sound design. Yeah, sound design sounds like it was a separate it was a separate person entirely, but the music and stuff you can tell it was him easily. I really like uh it's just really – it's very prevalent these dudes are seen. I mean, you got one dude with the fucking plugs, one guy wearing a behemoth shirt, Acacia, Acacia Strain oh, I, I remember listening to them back in the day. Because they give him the baseball bat, and he has fucking that, that early 2012, like, fucking band baseball T-shirt with baseballs and fucking baseball nice. bats on it. It's just so perfect. And then pulls out this tiny baseball bat. <laughs> um. Okay. So it should be noted that these are like the second one, the second film, I believe it's called Baby Killer. Baby Killer. Obviously, it's like Grindhouse as fuck. Like we got child it's murder. It's basically reanimator. <laughs> we oh, got man. fucking baby murder. But and like, it, like presses the eyeballs in on a fucking fetus. Oh, this, so it, the, 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 gen, the gist of this story is basically old man's daughter is dying of uh, advanced terminal leukemia. And he is hunting for stem cells to save her. First, he kills the school janitor. God, I don't think that's how stem cells work. I don't think so either. I but think, you know, <laughs> I don't think you could just get it from a random body. I think you like. I think he. I think he had it right when he was pulling the kid out of the out of the pregnant woman. But other than that, like you don't just kill, kill random people and be like, yeah, let me chop off this kid's leg and get some I mean, stem they cells. They just go more extreme. Like there's yeah. just a ramp up of extreme. First it's the janitor guy. And then he's like, why won't you work? <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. Shakes the dead after splashing him with like hydrochloric acid or some shit. It should be noted. This would not ever get approved for large distribution. Oh, Absolutely For not. the sole Absolutely fact not. that you cannot have child violence in a movie. Cause I he mean, straight up murders this kid. Oh, okay. So, but who, honestly wanted the redheaded stepchild to die honestly like he was annoying he, as fuck he was help honestly help. he was the most believable actor in this movie <laughs> especially that scene what? where he's not like the at, crazy scientist no nah, no nah, that scene where he's at the playground and he's like whining at his mom about this some shit. shit that's real shit yeah. that's why i don't want kids it's just uh, the, the kids like taped out and he's just like shut up little timmy's fuck i still like the dude who got stabbed in the shoulder and then actually lived and was like what the fuck this I dude know, is just stabbing in the shoulder it's like yeah this guy Gets just choked out me in the oh, shoulder the two officers officer caution, caution. <laughs> <laughs> who like tries to cop a feel on the daughter for like a he really does second but he, he acts so weird he's just like you know what i I really hope that. I mean, he was kind of creepy to begin with. I hope so. your husband can take you to the the doctor so that baby could come out on time. 
Like, who the fuck says that as you're talking to them? Weird-ass cops. We need you to be the creepiest cop ever. You're going to, like, almost grab her boob, but but then you'll be stopped by the old man. (laughs) Can we also talk about how the cops actually show up in a timely manner? That would never actually happen. Most unrealistic movie ever. She's like, there's a guy in my house. Like, two minutes later, they roll up. That would never happen. Checks her pulse on a gutted woman. (laughs) She's bleeding out with her stomach ripped open. Let me check the pulse real quick. That's where the movie really leaps in extreme, too. And they totally build this up by introducing the pregnant woman earlier on in the movie. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, and then you see this coming too you're just like oh no he's gonna oh no they're gonna he's gonna rip that baby right out of her oh no <laughs> also chokes the dude out with the umbilical cord yeah, Garrett's oh his ass and he lives and he lives he didn't even he didn't Martinez, even get it all the way the invincible cop oh yeah the other cop Steve yeah Martinez. i was like i was like okay this guy would definitely be like <laughs> yeah I'm okay you know but he was like yeah i'm totally fine down here this you have a dude there? stabbed me <laughs> i was stabbed <laughs> in the shoulder in the shoulder i just want to know this dude was so successful at killing all these other people why was he just gonna stab this guy in the shoulder and think it's a job well done true mm-hmm. he just the lies got too much for him to handle he couldn't he couldn't take it anymore he just he just wanted to save his daughter no matter what and he even has like that little cassette player yeah at what the was end. that it's like make someone feel guilty afterwards just like you just killed Three innocent people. I'm not going to back you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, bro. No backstory, please. Yeesh. Oh, my God. Well, we also have to talk about his strange chemistry set. With That's the bong! A- bong. They, straight, they straight up put a bong in there and filled it with green fluid and some, like, fucking, probably some, like, Love uh, it. dry ice yeah. or dry some ice. shit. Yeah, exactly. And then just called it a day. I mean, bongs are pretty, like fucking scientific looking yeah they definitely if you are. have like the round one the ones yeah that are, like, i've definitely seen things like that in like my school's chemistry lab or some shit like that you're just like yo can i like can i hit that uh there's like <laughs> there's the grossest part in the whole movie it's when the chick just starts drinking regular jaeger out of the bottles <laughs> the worst part i thought you were gonna say when she got jizz on her face which oh. was clearly like fucking mustard or or mayonnaise mustard. or some shit <laughs> sorry one what, of those condiments wait, what kind of jizz do you see that looks Listen, like mustard it was mayonnaise and then it was ketchup yeah, like, 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 legit, legit like, like, like bottle fucking just squirted on her face i was like I what love, the fuck is dude, this dude that whole like we're, we're on to abs now which is definitely the third like the third short film that's in here and i love this and that whole, i don't know how they convinced this poor girl to get topless and have this shit just splattered and, on and her just face have, like that weird shot where it's just a single boob like yeah off, like, like almost like half off screen just a single single Holy boob shit. with just one nip one and that's it titty. Just, <laughs> just one just one titty. the left one the left, titty. Well, <laughs> the left one. okay here's my question when did it follows come out oh man like 2016, uh, right? I think so, yeah. Okay, so this is a precursor to It Follows. That's true, with actually. With the STD fucking thing just being able to fucking... But it's a zombie version. Yeah. So it's pretty funny. My favorite part about this is everyone who has sex gets the STD and becomes a zombie. But the two main characters, one's named Mouth and the other's named Jonah, they can't get laid. So you're just like... The funniest part is because they can't get laid, they're never going to be fucking turned. <laughs> true. But does he actually get it from the dude that touches him? Yeah, Mouth gets it from the guy that. Oh, okay, I thought him. so. I think Mouth was my favorite character in this yeah, entire he's anthology. Hilarious, just like everything he says, how he goes about himself, just like classic. Sees a dude just- die, he's like, "Fuck this! I need to go home. I'm not about to get caught up by the cops with my weed on me." <laughs> 
Someone just fucking leaves, goes home, and does the fucking fattest rib, and then you're like, oh, okay. And then complains that his friend didn't bring back pizza. Yo, that was believable as fuck, though. Right. What do you mean you didn't bring back food? Yeah, like, what, you didn't bring back pizza? Like, Man, you're really killing my buzz. My buzz is dead now. One of my other favorite effects was the hole in head guy. Where uh, the the fucking cops like I'm gonna fucking shoot you, and they actually get a pretty decent effect going where he shoots him with a big ass revolver. Recoil goes so hard it hits his fucking face. Right. It was great. I just I think I mean, the special effects are pretty I mean, decent. That, that, in that pan shot that just goes around from the back of his head and there's just a huge hole through the middle of it is is just is wonderful. <laughs> some good cinematography right there, definitely for for such a low budget movie. Seriously, like there are some people that went hard. What was this. the budget for this movie? Yeah, is that available? I, I don't even have that information. Dang. I do not have that information because I don't It's that B. Very yeah, much it's that B film, that yeah. we don't know. They spent $200 on this. Uh, <laughs> like, like, just to feed everybody, probably. To, yep, there you go. <laughs> they got some friends. Like They thanked the movie theater that happens uh, in um, in Abstinence, at least the, uh, the, third, the third little short film that's in here. And uh, they also got, like, the liquor store. Like, they thanked a few of the uh, spots that let them film right. there. They, the credits also had somebody who was a chef. Like, an <laughs> on-site chef, which is hilarious, because it was probably just somebody in the kitchen, like, made you guys some food. Oh! Here's some grilled cheese sandwiches. There's also the uh, on-call dad-slash-EMT credit, which yeah. was fucking hilarious. Just like, Dad, we're filming. Okay, I'll get the first aid kit, son. <laughs> <laughs> I aspire to be that dad when I grow up. If only I could be a dad like that. The this, EMT. You know, my uh, buddy Nate will definitely, because he's an EMT, so he'll like definitely uh, be the EMT dad. Nice. See, nobody here knows him, though, so I don't know why I'm bringing this up. I know him. Oh, yeah, you know him. Duh. <laughs> Ooh, the like, listeners probably don't. That's <laughs> true. Well, actually, some of them do. I don't, I don't, whatever. whatever. Anyway, I don't know. I, I, I'm stalling now. Um... <laughs> Uh, this movie does a pretty a pretty hilarious job of bringing everything together in the end as well, and uh, just bringing all of like the main antagonists of each of the movies back, and basically to kill the sister of the boy who's like stories she is reading to, or at least making up as she goes along. I was so expecting that, and I'm really glad that they did that. Honestly, I was yeah, like, they no. gotta all just show up in the fucking house right now. I mean, I mean, that's why I think that this is one of the cool things with B-movies is they're just, I think they're just made to be intentionally awful. Like, they're just like, oh, we don't give a fuck if you're good at acting because you don't need to be for this. <laughs> it's all about the gore, all about the kills here. It reminded mm-hmm. me of the fake trailers in between the Grindhouse features. Yeah. Where you have the Thanksgiving killer. Thanksgiving. and like, Yeah, and it's just like intended to be really funny when you watch it. That's what it reminded me of. It's a, this is as B movie as it gets. Like this yeah. is a grindhouse. Even film. having the VHS filter through the whole thing, where it's I like love that moving on the screen because it's oh. like trying to adjust. I, I like how they did the little like disclaimer too in the beginning. Like, <laughs> Poor dumb. So I I understand. Yeah, that. like They're, this is done intentionally. This is not anything wrong with your product. Yeah, exactly. They're like my v, my DVD player is broken. Why is it doing this? Nog, dude, listen. Like, listen, we did the, the, it's the, art. It's art. Okay. <laughs> It's like only releases the movie on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> Go get yourself wow. a VHS player, damn it. Yeah. Talk about exclusive. Salsa Verde, when you bootleg in fucking video cassettes. Right, yeah. <laughs> when are you guys going to make video cassettes? I want Blade Runner Final Cut. I want to be I want to be rich as fuck and then just be like, no, you have to get a VHS player to get this movie. 
fuck you in your 4K. <laughs> Just like the weird VHS version of like that guy that owns the Wu-Tang album. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> There's not a lot to go that in-depth with with this movie. It's pretty surface level. Like everything is pretty yeah. in your face. They're fun to watch with the group of people too. It's really funny. Absolutely. I yeah, know it's a very hilarious movie for sure. Just so hilariously bad, but also so good. <laughs> you know... A lot of the people in here, they don't even refer to the women as like, oh, what's up? Or like, hey, babe or girl, whatever. They're just like, yo, cunt, bring that fucking thing yeah. here. <laughs> I was just like, shit. The I amount the... of times I heard that chick's friend say cunt over the phone. Like, what's up, cunt? <laughs> My favorite still to do is like, if you guys leave me here, I will literally skull fuck you. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's just like dying on the wall. Like... Bleeding out from his stomach. <laughs> Because he just gets fucking stabbed directly in his stomach after stabbing the dude. The, I don't no, know. that was the other dude. That was the dude that went to the house to try and use their phone. Yeah, same dude. Now, the dude who stabbed him, that was the, the Union Jack guy. Oh, wait, you're right. Yeah. That was a different dude. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, the asshole dad there. Probably the best actor in the right. whole entire movie. Oh, though. yeah. Props to him. Where's his fucking... With his, like, five lines. <laughs> I know, where's that Oscar at? He's like, you can't you can't pay me to do this. What is it? <laughs> what was the line about bong rips? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, bong yeah. rips bong... don't pay the bills. Yeah, bong rips don't pay the mortgage. <laughs> and then kicks him out of the house. Yeah, she, like, throws him, him out. Yeah, like, like, straight, it was really Looney Tunes right there, too. Just whoop, up out the fucking front door. Just see his legs fly over. Yeah, they're like, I all right, that. just dive into the snow. <laughs> Then we got the uh, classic hang the dude with the fucking Christmas lights. Yeah, very black Christmas. Yes. You can't go wrong with a Christmas light noose. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. You can't go wrong with it. You know, it's got to have a lot of hold. You're going to get that kill in. Guaranteed. This this movie reminds me of the documentary American Movie. I've been talking about it a little bit, but not in the same way. It's like... Uh, that documentary specifically talks about two filmmakers who live in a small town in the Midwest and they were trying to make a horror movie and it just goes through all their like problems about it. But this is just like ramping it up to be, okay, these are our friends. We're going to make something really fun and just goofy and just have fun with it. You know, it definitely carries the vibe of all these people know each other and they oh, all yeah. like, went to school the same yeah. place and have all been just like kicking it around the same like stomping grounds together. I bet you they just hit up their friends too like hey you want to like be in a movie or something you just got to like stand in the back maybe like puke up a tooth or two <laughs> You just got to get toppings to let us squirt shit on you Yeah yeah totally and yeah, you love feel... that scene don't you <laughs> <laughs> It was just so weird <laughs> I mean, because, and the best part is, it's it's Fat Boy Behemoth shirt that's yes. there, and he's just like, oh, yeah, dude, I hooked up with this chick, but she was really dirty, so, you know, but that's a good thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, in the middle of an STD pandemic? I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it just is like, oh, yeah, and then just starts gushing blood on her, and she's just like, oh, yes, Ooh. oh, yes, and oh. Turned into a gore scene. Yep. And then I'm pretty sure that was the chick from the Santa. It is too yeah. as well. The same, yeah, yeah. The same chick. The so. suck my dick Santa yeah, chick. Suck. That's great. Well, Lights his ass iconic. Looking at the credits, there was one person who was in all three films, <laughs> and it stabby, stabby. He he was the the guy who with the bell in the Christmas one. He was the janitor in the second movie. And then he was the hole in the head guy in the third. Oh no, I love it. He had the sickest like stash and beard combo that like fucking <laughs> what do you call that? It's the thing that that dude had, the fucking handlebar? 
No? That's what it's called, though? Possibly. Is it a handlebar mustache? I don't know. Handlebar mustaches dope. go outward. Yeah. And you, like, twist them and stuff. Yeah, it's he had, like, like when a, you, like, shave it all like the a way fucking down. Sort of yeah. face. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, No, it's like, I guess that's, like, weird goatee, isn't it? No? I, I feel like I've I don't seen, know like, every things. fucking biker ever with that, that little, like, facial beard combo right. going on. <laughs> I also give props to the, like, house decorations of these punkers. Like, they have some really old flyers from back in the day. Yeah, for oh, real. yeah. I, I love sp- that picture of fucking Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the devil. He had, like, a fucking Nazi symbol on his forehead, a little devil horn. My favorite is still the Last Supper that says Sausage Fest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, if we're being honest. It was. God, that's hilarious. Y'all just washing each other's dicks, huh? No, wait, I think it was washing their feet. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my god. But... I the do blasphemy. Give, I give credit to the cinematography and the score. It's probably oh, yeah, the yeah, best. Yeah, that's art, why we're honestly. here tonight. Yes. We're here for the music. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and it's, it's kind of, I guess it's really difficult to analyze it if we're not like actively playing the whole score for you. But you get some good bells, some good pianos, some really good like panicky sounding piano chords and whatnot that really like amp up. Like honestly, if I think that if this movie was more like quote unquote less B than it is, it would that soundtrack would fit perfectly for yeah, a very serious yeah. horror movie. Easily. The soundtrack is like a masterclass in like movie scores. Like everything that you would want in the music for like a particular scene, he did. Yeah. That Christmas music, the suspense music, the somber, sad music, the tender moments. It was all perfect, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, oh, this is supposed to be a tender moment, but it's so like off-key with yeah. everything else that's going. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Why do you all like B-movies? What makes B-movies enjoyable? I think I like B-movies because I know I don't need to take them seriously. You know, like with major productions, I'm always trying to think like, what do they mean by this? What's the deeper meaning? What's the symbolism behind all of this shit? <laughs> But with B-movies, it just is as it is. You know, there's no hidden meaning. There's there's no moral story. It's just raw and pure, whatever the fuck it is. And it's so great for that. I agree with that sentiment. It's like, if I watch Attack of the Mole People, I'm expecting to see a bunch of, like, cave-working <laughs> miners to get absolutely destroyed by some gross dudes in suits. Like, it's it doesn't take itself seriously. The gore is gore as fuck. And then, like, you got your, you know, your B-movie perversions. You got bad acting. You got hilarious, like, innuendos and references to other movies. And you got nudity. It's just, like, it's the, I don't know. It's a weird eight ball of just, like, fucking raunchy-ass shit that you like. <laughs> eight ball. Uh, fucking, it forces people to be creative is usually what B-movies do. Especially on a low budget, you have to come up with ways that you can bring to life whatever you've written down. And so in these cases, it's almost always practical effects. And we've seen practical effects always do better in horror films as opposed to any CGI stuff. So all the practical effects in these were really well done for such a small crew. And like they worked maybe with like 20 people, which is like fairly small for doing three small shorts like that. Yeah, I think that was something I noted about the Rob Zombie films we had watched last week. Yeah, small crew. Something I really loved about that. Not only that, but just like the DIY like affect of it, how everything was very practical. You know, like, fuck you. I don't need your big budget to do some fancy CGI yeah, shit. I'm just going to do this shit on my own with some fucking cornstarch and food dye. Yeah, we're going to get the pig guts, but we're going to leave them out so they're really smelly. So when we film it, Ooh. you're going to be really fucking disgusted. Ooh. 
I don't know about that. <laughs> it's happened Pig all the guts. time. They did it with uh, the uh, original Day of the Dead. Yeah. That was the funniest shit. Is there a term for when you freak out your actors so that they are more legitimately, like, emotional, I guess, during that thing? Not really a movie? term, but it does happen pretty often. Yeah, I definitely remember hearing about that with certain movies, like... I think um, The Shining was one of those where... Oh, they didn't warn her about yeah. him axing through the fucking door. They, they were just like, he's going to he's gonna break down the door and come in, but she didn't know that he was going to fucking axe the door and then like put his face through it and yell. Here's Johnny! <laughs> yeah, that's, that was all like oh, improv by him because he was just fucking going nuts in that moment. Same with uh, Alien. When the thing busted out of that dude's chest, they didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> that's, that's why they're all flipping the fuck out during that scene. Yeah, they do that a lot. It fucking runs out. That's, that's when I feel like they'd be really pissed at the director. Like, really, dude? <laughs> the same thing happens with music too because like if you're trying to get a really raw take i mean back in the day when my chemical romance when they did their first album they literally would beat the shit out of gerard way be like all right we fucked them up get in the fucking studio oh my god really it it was like very abusive there's a lot of bands out there where they're like music isn't fun for us to make but it's so rewarding when it's finally out and it happens with movies as well because Sometimes you just beat yourself up over certain scenes or certain like directions that the director wants to take. The director will take, you know, their foots in the direction that they want. So maybe they'll fucking deny you smokes. Maybe they will agitate you. Maybe they'll tell you something that isn't true on the set. So you're really pissed off that day or fucking terrified. They uh, directors are weird, man. I think they did that for Psycho as well. Uh, the main actress uh, Hitchcock was just like an absolute fucking dick to her on set to the point where yeah. like all the emotion that you see in those scenes of terror, they those were real scenes. And then there was even the infamous shower scene where I guess she wasn't uh, authentic enough with her terror. And so he actually came up and like started stabbing around her to freak her out and then started rolling the cameras again to get that (laughs) moment of sheer terror. He was notoriously mean to his lead female actresses, especially the woman who was in The Birds. Ah, yeah. He like tortured that woman (laughs) during the shooting of that film. And so much so that she tried to sue him after that and no one would take up the case it's hitchcock yeah exactly they didn't want to yeah. sue him but yeah he was he was really fucking mean fucking kubrick all right uh, <laughs> take 200 let's go everyone's just like stop, yeah for real stop, stop, stop. <laughs> real shit though he would do shit like that or he'd make someone do like 40 takes and then be like we're throwing them all out we're doing one more and then like just to make them really fucking mad and get an emotional response so with uh directors doing things like this do you have moral qualms with it or do you think that the stress creates a better product? I don't know. Somehow I don't really care about the child violence, <laughs> which is really bad. <laughs> I think it's just because it was too comical. I think if you actually legit had a scene where like some kid was getting fucked up, you're like, oh, this is not easy to watch. But because of the B-list factor, it ends up being kind of a weird comical scene. Kind of tone things down a little bit yeah. so you're just sort of like i'm not taking this very seriously yeah. at all you know because normally you don't see that kind of shit in any movies like they just don't allow it yeah you don't see a fucking guy take gardening shears and rip open a pregnant woman's yeah, stomach to get out a fetus and then beat the fetus on the ground and be like why won't you work and then <laughs> squish its eyes for no reason <laughs> horrible what a weird looking little model thing they had yeah. <laughs> for her <laughs> the stand-in they just went and got like a cabbage patch doll. <laughs> and I know, like, put some like spaghetti the... sauce on yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, yeah. Spaghetti sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. It probably was spaghetti sauce. Oh my gosh. 
use the leftovers for lunch later. <laughs> so there's not too much morally to analyze with this movie, I don't really think. So I'd like to see what are your guys' ratings of this film? <laughs> or what were your actually rather rather what were your first impressions when you like before we even played it, like what were you guys thinking this was going to be? I mean, it was an indie film, so I had like zero expectations watching it, which is I mean, it could be part of the reason why I enjoyed it, but also it was not like terrible. Like I'm having to watch like student films made by other people and sometimes they're fucking rough like to get through them. And this was really easy to watch. It's enjoyable, I think. I was screaming, oh, and oh, fuck, yeah, every fucking time. (laughs) So it's just enjoyable to watch with friends. That's the thing. I don't go into B-movies with any bit of criticism, but if I'll see a shot that is like pretty well done, I'll, I'll give it props. I think kind of what I was expecting going into this is it's going to be one of those B-movies that really tries to do something, something good with what they got going on, but they didn't even try, and I love that. I love that aspect to it, that kind of just like, well, we're just going to fucking do it, man. (laughs) I feel like they had like zero rehearsal. They just kind of like gave them the scripts as they showed up and were like, all right, say this here. And I honestly love that just sort of like made this of my buddies kind of aspect to it. Yeah, it was kind of, it was pretty organic, I would yeah. say, in that in that aspect. Like, it was very much, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, uh, what's the word for it? Like, post-production stuff done on this or anything like that. There's no studio magic here. Yeah. It's really, it's really all about camera shots and some good practical effects. Just a bunch of people from Indiana. Yep. Indiana. <laughs> bunch of Indiana punkers. Uh-huh. It's 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 totally like a trauma like some trauma shit. It really like, is. It, it, it really is, and I and I I love that aspect of it because I really enjoy trauma films for the most part. It was really telling though to uh, Alec because he was he was in Indiana around that time, was he? Yeah, no, yeah, he so. he lived in Indiana for a little bit if I'm if I'm not mistaken, and then also like he moved around like a lot though. He was never really yep. in like one place for too long. Um, he was in a lot of bands too. It should be noted. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this might be a good spot to segue into just discussing him a little bit. I'll, I'll talk about how I met him because it was a pretty, it was a pretty like just a colliding of you know events, like a universal thing. So, me and Murr here are are in a band called Doom Slayer, and we were woo! having practice. Yeah, woo! <laughs> just dropped our EP. All right. Anyway, but uh, but no 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 shameless self promotion here <laughs> until later. But um, we were jamming in our garage, in, in my garage at our place, and uh, we were very loud. Um, and so, you know, we'd gotten all the neighbors' approvals, so that it was okay for the most part, except for one neighbor who will n- remain unnamed, but we hate you. You know who you are. Yeah, exactly. Not like he actually listens to the podcast. He definitely but does. But he knows not. who he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He knows who he is. Um, and so, but one day I got a note on my door that was like, hey man, you know, like I, I, I hear you guys. I only live like two doors down. It sounds like we have similar interests. I play a billion instruments. Let's hang out. Here's my number. And so one day, like a couple weeks later, I didn't take it too serious. I thought this was like weird or maybe this, I don't know who this guy is, you know. Then I hit him up because I was just like, fuck it. You know, why not? I uh, came over. We hung out for a little bit. I found out he was a massive nerd and then also a piano wizard. Um, I would later n- find out that his nickname is Cookie. Yep. So he goes by Alec Cookie Bickham. <laughs> Where does the cookies come from? Ready? I'll let Murr tell this one. Uh. Cookie would always like just go into the cookie jar when he was a child and just take cookies. That was just his thing. It just kind of just stuck. It was just very classical 
just I don't want to eat dinner. I'm gonna go hit the fucking jar and oh, just right. do it. That's funny. And oh, it was yeah. adorable. Yeah, and so therefore his entire family and a lot of his friends know him as Cookie. Oh wow. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of it. So we we got along really well. Um, and then he like you know came over with his wife and they like listened to us do a little like set of like two songs I think or whatever and we're super into it. And then um, after that, essentially what happened was uh, let's see what what happened after this, Mer. Uh, we decided that you know he had a little bit of a background in uh, producing and uh, recording bands. He recorded a, a song for a band called um, I believe something arcana and uh he said that he would be up to like record us or get at least a rough scratch take of something that we did and so we were gonna do the song that we did that we played for them with her um so we had the setup in the garage and we were trying but we couldn't get the computer to work so we just threw it off for another time but we had a great relationship with alec because we became really good friends and we would go to all these kind of parties together and we would just hang out and very telling, and uh, his wife, Sarah, is an amazing person. And to the two of them together, it was just like peanut butter and jelly, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Like, they, they definitely, like, the uh, we listened to a little bit of his music before watching this movie just because I wanted uh, the other half of the podcast, who unfortunately never got to actually meet yeah. him, to get a little bit of an insider into who, like, who he was. Um, and so... I had a point of where I was going with this. Oh, but uh, the song Mondrome Walker, which is a song he wrote, it's on his uh, SoundCloud, which we'll probably leave a link to it or something like that on here so you guys can go listen to it. But it was a song that he wrote for his wife. And it's a uh, pretty jamming. And it was just it's really good. Yeah, shit goes hard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, acor- according to her, um, he said, like, well, he- I know all of the music that you like, so I'll put all of your favorite parts of all of that into a song and make that for you. And it's really just, it's very sweet. And I guess... The reason why it is named that is because they both had the same dream about each other, like being like being apart, like statewide apart. And then they both had the same dream. And, oh, they, wow. you know, they were like he was in like San Diego. She was in like Jacksonville. Like they both doing totally different lives, but just like connecting. And it's really just a beautiful story overall. Just their love finding each other and just wow. Wow. I love love. Yeah. And then so, uh, yeah, and then uh, about, I think I want to say like a year, six months, a year later or so, we ended up getting back over there and he had a nice little studio kind of set up, like a little home studio situation with his own stuff and everything. And so he was like, all right, we're ready to record. And so we started and we did, uh, he did the first song with her for us right before he passed away. It was actually just a, a really gnarly, like that whole experience is incredibly dark and heavy and whatnot yeah it was just it was just yeah it was just very dark but he ended up finishing it for us and uh he wasn't quite done with the track but we decided as a band that this is alex song we refuse to do anything to it and we will leave it as it is and it stands out yeah on the ep itself it sounds way different just because it was totally different production a totally different mind behind yeah it. so we finished up the first song uh missing our boy and then their neighbor was also a uh, an audio engineer as well. He was a student as well and had a whole nice setup his place. And he was like, I'll fucking take on the rest of this for you guys. And we'll fucking get all this. But he had to leave in like 20 days. So we only had 20 days with our schedules all pretty full to make this shit happen. And miraculously got it done. Yeah, you made that shit yeah, happen. Yeah, we fucking it did, It sounds man. great. Yeah. Yeah, we'll and- link it. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Shameless self-promotion here A lot as of well. links going out. Um, 
But we should talk about like the little bit of musical like past that Alec had. Uh, he played guitars in a band called Mountain Grave from 2010 to 2013. Alongside that, he also played in a band called Necrocide, which he did all the instruments for programming, vocals, keyboards, bass, guitars. One man band. It's like intense, like math Corey esque like death metal, like progressive death metal. Like it's just nuttiest and like really well made. He also did keyboards for a band called the Northwind Wolves for about a couple of years. Um, and then I believe, oh yes, the production that he did was on the track with Antica Arcana that I referenced earlier. And then finally, the the band that like a lot of people know Alec from is Lorengard. He did all the keyboards for for their 2011 album, The Days of Astasia Part 1. Funny story about Lorengard is that their drummer also wrote a book that the, all their songs are based off of. So it's this big fat fantasy novel that all of their songs are about. And nice. they sold more books than CDs. <laughs> so I remember Alec telling me that he like signed more books that day than CDs when they did like their little live sets and whatnot. Nice for it. That was pretty cool. Is yep. the book available? Like online? yeah, you can get it on Amazon. It's still there. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I was like, "Do you have a copy of the book?" And he's like, "No, I don't have a copy of the book. I have a copy of the entire transcript, though." And I was uh, like, "Oh shit! Oh, all right, all right." Uh, yeah. I guess, uh, well, I mean, I guess, like, all of the band members were, like, different characters. So they had, like, this, like, commission done of, like, the whole band as, like, characters from this story all standing together. So it was, like, their adventuring party. They also which... had, uh, like, names as well. Like, uh, like stage names to go under. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's super, it's power metal, it's nerdy as fuck, and it touches my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. So Alex's stage name was Anareth Zathon. <laughs> oh, so hard. oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. Alec was, like, very, um, like, multi-instrumented, talented. I don't know how to fucking Multifaceted. Multi-instrumentalist. Yeah, yeah yes. there it is. So he was that. He was that, yes. And he was really good at everything. I mean, he played guitar mostly and then, oh, well, keyboards mostly, but guitar was something that always intrigued him. He brought a, bought a five-string bass and started playing that. And then just recently, he got that electronic kit from his relative mm-hmm. and was just – we told him to play it and fucking had a warm-up. But when he warmed up, it was fucking going off. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he would also play, like, keys and guitars live, sometimes switching off in between songs. So, like, just had a really big role in all the bands. And that's the thing, like, when you're in multiple bands, I mean, you know multiple people. I mean, there's not a lot of recurring members in all these bands. He just was a very friendly person and was very talented. And so, uh, yeah, just a really you, good guy all around. You, you never meet someone who's like, oh, yeah, totally. I'll produce and mix your whole album for free. <laughs> you never meet someone like that. Yeah. Or, or meet someone who, like, every time you, like, hang out at his place, he always offers you somewhere to sleep if you need to stay there for the evening. Every single time. Yeah, didn't he even make like? Oh, he gave us the the intro for our podcast yes. for free. He yeah, he yeah handed he, it off. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I, we this. said that we really liked it, and I asked if we could use it, and he said absolutely, just take it, go for it, it's yours. And that we were, I I was blown away. I was like, yeah. I was like you don't want money? He's like, nah. Now the, it's uh, permanently our intro music. Uh, like, yeah. So if you wanted like more background on his education, he majored in physics and then minored in music. And I guess, I don't remember what school it was for, but he, like, composed, like, a whole piano piece 
and got into like some like really high end like music school, like a big scholarship for them. And he said, "Nah, fuck that. I'm gonna go focus on physics instead." Oh damn! Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, just like just like just a fucking boss. I guess there's like a whole thing where he made a potato cannon. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> yes. A potato cannon. I feel yeah. like that's every like middle schooler science fair project. Yeah. The potato cannon. Here's the potato gun. Huge. huge it's we so saw photos of that big, shit. Dude. It's so fucking big. Looks like a fucking oh, rail shit. gun. Oh, damn. All right. I mean, I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, we could go over the amount of hilarious pictures that we saw. Like the, <laughs> like the Christmas story one. <laughs> Bruh, his nickname would have been fucking Christmas story because of that. He looks just like the kid that gets his Red Rider BB gun in that movie. Oh, oh my God. As a child, it's so yeah. funny. He eventually like graduated from Purdue, correct? Yeah, Purdue, Purdue yeah. That was one of them. And then he all, he did his master's in San Diego State. Also. Nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, oh, it should be also noted—not noted from the bands that he did, but um, he also made an album for someone who is very dear to him, and that's under the name Scientific Notation. Yeah, and that, that's on SoundCloud, I believe. It. I think it's him and his sister. Yep, that are both on that one. So they both like do parts on that together, and it was like their yeah. their thing. I she mean, came through with the vocals on that White Rabbit song. Oh, that yeah. was great. Yeah, no, she did really well. That was the thing, like, uh, we went over a couple of tracks. Waiting was, like, super nice. It was uh, just very beautiful guitars and very nicely placed, like, echoing woodblock. I cry every time. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a very emotional song. Yo, that hip-hop beat, though. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that's some MF Doom shit? Like, uh, yeah. what? <laughs> that was super cool. I also really like his Toccato, which, if you don't know, Toccato is Italian for light to lightly touch. <laughs> so yes and it's a very nice classical piece of just straight piano shredding <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> wow um so you could find all of uh alex music on his personal soundcloud alec bickham you can also find the album scientific notation under scientific notation as well as all the bands that we have mentioned before on the internet as well as I believe there's a YouTube video for the Necroside EP that he made entirely on his own. Nice. Uh, one of his friends uploaded it. Uh, but we are very happy and honored to at least have his skills for at least one track on Wither. And the production on that is phenomenal. And uh, we even offered to pay him multiple times for it. And he's like, no, nah, this is fun for me. I'm having fun right now. You guys shut up. So it was just a very nice you don't meet people like that and especially this day and age 2020 i mean you get a recording degree and you get a fucking nice ass studio you want to charge people but from the kindness of their heart you know really though and that's and our our hearts go out to him his family um we miss you buddy i really don't know what else to say at the moment (laughs) much like all of this entire thing has left me very speechless so it's very hard for me to comment on anything um, but I feel like this is a good time to just wrap things up. Yeah. Um, just reminding everybody that uh, our podcast is very easy to find on uh, all of the streaming services. You know them. We know them. We've told you this a thousand times. You know them now. Uh, yes, you can find us on Instagram. We have our own little website. Oh, you know what just hit also? T-shirts just hit. Hey! T-shirts on Teespring. We got merch. We got merch, yes. So please give us money. Um, (laughs) Please (laughs) give us money. (laughs) Give us money for uh, merch. 
And if you have any ideas for merch that you'd like to see, like hats or yes. prints or anything like buttons. that. Uh, buttons. Anything like that, let us know and we'll put it up on yes. the shop for you. Also, shout out to my mom for buying a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. mom, she's the one. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Oh, our biggest fan. Yeah. Right. I, I I really hope that everything we've said tonight honor honors the at least honors in some respects the life of our boy, of Alec Cookie Bickham. And I, I I really don't know what else to say. I just hope that this honors him and that this does him some level of justice for the contribution he made to this podcast. Yeah. And uh, that's that's all. that's yeah that's it. We that's miss it. him every day. Every day. Every day. May he rock in peace. Yeah. <laughs> he will rock. All right. I'm Mitch. I'm Murr. Hey, I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Thank you. Bye. Have a good night. <laughs>